Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Renee James Reed is an integrator and COO for change-making business owners. Mom, partner, this is Renee. Chief Phoenix with Renee Rising. As a career and wellness coach, she works with ambitious, service-oriented, but also overwhelmed entrepreneurs and professionals to turn their work and lives into a burnout-free zone. The deets, Renee helps her clients dump the hustle, develop healthy, sustainable habits and boundaries, clarify their lifestyle goals, and transition into creating huge impact doing work that lights them up without sacrificing their well-being. Well, thank you so much, Renee, for joining the Brand Party podcast today. Thank you for having me, Christine. I want to dive right in and just ask you, what does Brand Party resonate with you? Branding should feel like a party, doesn't it? Especially when it's aligned with our values. Your brand, what makes you and your business stand out, it really should be something that we celebrate. We want to feel really good about our business and what we're putting out there into the world. Bringing the fun back is something that I can really resonate with because I'm all about keeping it low stress. We can all relate that we could use a lot less stress in our lives. How would you define your brand 360 with your own business? For me, it it goes across not just what I say, but obviously what it looks like. But all those things, I want them to be consistent. Anything from my logo, my brand colors, the vibe, the media that I choose, the voice that I have, I want that to be consistent across and in person. That sometimes Mm -hmm. is lost. We forget that branding just isn't something that's online or out there in the world. It's what happens when people really connect with you. That's a huge priority for me is to make Make sure that what anybody experiences from my brand online is what they get in real life. And for me, that goes into what I actually coach people with. If I want them to own and be confident expressing their value and in their unique voice and build themselves in a healthy way from a career business perspective, as well as a personal perspective, I want to stay in integrity with that model as well. Integrity and intention is going to drive people so much further as well when they are clear of like what they're able to offer, as you mentioned with that values. Another question is what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed about their branding and design challenges right now? Get back to your values get back to your mission. Let that be what really guides you and spend enough time getting clarity on that. Like don't rush to make it pretty before you know what the hell you stand for in the first place, because that's something that's going to be like that compass that drives everything in your business. I'm sure we'll chat a little bit about that today. So make it your foundation. We oftentimes feel like we need to do the things so quickly to the finish line. And I'm trying to remind myself time and time again, that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you can't sprint a marathon. So there you go. (laughs) Amen. I've tried. (laughs) Yes. Doesn't work. And so oftentimes too, when we love what we do, it can feel weird. Like we've lost our sense of self. And when we have so much space and time, we don't know what to do with it. And we almost default to just working and being in this busy mode instead of actually moving the needle forward or taking time to recharge and stuff like that. What are some of the most common symptoms that 
we might not even realize we're inhibiting ourselves from being the best version of ourselves. There's a lot, but I'm going to go through a bunch that just are really top of mind for me, but maybe not as evident for most people. So when you find yourself with every moment full, but you've actually got little to show for it, like your results don't really seem to match the effort, that's a big red flag. Another one is that if you get the results, and I'm using air quotes, but everything else around you is in shambles, like your relationships in the (laughs) pot, your health is on the rocks. Maybe even the quality of what you're putting out there isn't as good as it could have been, or it doesn't feel quite aligned or really good to you. That's a big one. Another sign that maybe you're off track in terms of your alignment, you're irritable. That's one that comes up a lot of the times in, well, it came up with myself and folks that I worked with that they don't really notice until you bring it up. But if you're irritable and exhausted all the time, even though you, again, air quotes, love what you do, maybe you've actually gained some weight, you're getting regular headaches and tummy aches, and you can't really figure out what that's all about. Those are some very physical signs. When your partner, your cat, your friends are bringing you a lot of noise about being there, but not being there, and they've started to be a lot more vocal about it and a little less tolerant of maybe your work projects. That's another big thing. When you've stopped doing other stuff, exercise is usually the first to go. But I think a really, really big one is if you're constantly going through regular cycles of like hardcore being on and then absolutely crashing just as hard for days or weeks after. So if that's your normal way of being, not a regular up and down with stress, but serious ups and downs, then you really know something's off. You're not working intentionally, you're just working. The thing is most people won't find total live your best life fulfillment in just their work. It doesn't work as humans. We need other stuff. We need to recover. We need to process, learn, create, connect with people. So time away from that is crucial for moving the needle. And there's a ton of research that will support that. But if you're working to be busy or you're working to fill a void that maybe you're uncomfortable with, because let's get real about that kind of thing, or you feel guilty about, or maybe even insecure about comparisonitis or whatever, rather than working with intention to clear the way for those pieces of you, that's a red flag. And very often, that you can realize it in hindsight. If you take some time to check in with yourself, you might get to those honest answers a lot quicker. Also acknowledging that there are seasons that come in and out of flow in terms of your life and your business, like life naturally happens and tests you along the way, as I'm sure we can all relate. I always try to ask myself too, if I'm making decisions based on if it's out of scarcity or fear, or if it's more expansive in that sense and aligned with what you had mentioned before, like coming back to your foundation and those core values is so important to really make sure that you're coming from a solid place no matter what decision you're making and for me show up as my best version of myself it's all about fiestas and siestas (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great do that everybody listening that's it so yeah all the good food taking naps to recover or classes stuff like that what you had mentioned too is that you find fulfillment in different areas of your life that attribute to your business progress too and understanding that success isn't necessarily always financial but maybe it's a return on your energy that you're outputting so that you're getting that back as well with the type of people that you're connecting with in that type of environment. It all kind of works holistically together. I think that's why a brand 360 is so important as well. Absolutely. Where does this hustle and burnout culture actually come from? You know, I could talk about that for days, but I won't because this is your podcast. I hate to throw this out there because it 
bothers me, but it's true. I mean, it's rooted in patriarchal culture and I'm not going to go off on that, but I want to be really clear. That kind of culture is hard on everybody, but especially women and especially for people of color and other folks who have been marginalized regularly. They live with a whole other set of expectations and ridiculous rules and BS on top of the already ridiculous expectations that have been created by that culture and that that system is set in place. So especially for women in this nature of the givers of society, it's really put a ton of pressure on us to kind of fulfill these expectations from ourselves, from other people, and whatnot. There's been, a, especially maybe in the last 10 years or so, a real romanticism about entrepreneurship, especially with the rise of influencer communities. This idea that unless you have passion or purpose or you're doing it yourself, you're doing it wrong or you're failing, which isn't true. It takes all kinds of different folks to make the world go round. And if you want to build a business, let's face it, you might have somebody working for you. So it seems a little bit disingenuous to run around saying that you suck if you're not working for yourself. And a lot of people look at, well, I hate my job. So entrepreneurship is the answer. And it's not a panacea for mm -hmm how you're feeling. And so that can sometimes get us to take on a lot more than we really necessarily actually want to, need to, or could be doing in the moment to help ourselves. There's instability like around the world that creates some pressure and drive to for us to make the most of or overcome these circumstances, no matter the personal cost, because it's a greater good thing. And I think while all of that is driven by some very good, pure intentions, it can also lead to a lot of pressure upon what we as individuals are actually able to accomplish. But I think all of it is really exacerbated by media stimulus, the tech development that has absolutely catapulted society in so many ways, but really has outpaced our physiology. Like our brains and bodies evolve way slower than technology and we haven't caught up. And so we're exposed to and we're processing all kinds of stimuli that we're literally not built to process. And so that kind of pressure is mentally and physically exhausting. Our bodies just aren't meant to handle all that stuff. So when you add on to that messaging in social media that is still viewing a lot of the same whitewashed old school rhetoric that we talked about earlier, it's a lot of noise and a lot of pressure. And so when you build that external stuff into the internal stuff that we've developed, mental models, subconscious beliefs, values that we've developed since we were kids as a result of our own upbringing, family dynamics, doing it differently, doing it the same. It's a lot of stuff and it's very heavy and it's very, very real. Lots of different pressure points for where this burnout and hustle stuff comes from. It can be hard to stay in your lane and yeah. also shut all that noise down. But what are your tips and tricks to intentionally step away from that and create needed space to realize? Line with our values. Before stepping away, I think it's worth going back to those values again and noting that they really are the foundation and ever present in your business. So it's not so much things that you want to realign with, but a matrix or a pathway for you to build on. Not just what you do, but how you do it. Your values create your boundaries. Your boundaries create your decisions and your decisions create your actions. That's the foundation of intention. And that's what ends up freeing up a little bit more time in your day, a little bit more of your energy in your day to do the things that matter, right? And not worry about the stuff that doesn't. The main tip that I have is building stepping away into your overall strategy. 
and then breaking it down from there. Some of the most successful entrepreneurs that I've worked with, six, seven figure entrepreneurs, they build their vacations and recovery periods, like post-launch kind of stuff, if you're doing things online or whatever, into their annual you know, or quarterly marketing calendars. Like That's literally part of the business plan. Weekly or monthly, ensuring that you have no fly zones, that's what I call them. So like 24 to 48 hour periods, at least where you do not work, like do not actively work, including social media. Maybe you schedule it ahead of time, whatever. But you plan intentionally with that downtime as well to do stuff that you really want to do to see people that you want to see, or maybe to just do nothing at all and spend some time by yourself, which is always a really great idea to build into that strategy too, is your alone time. And then allocating time every week for a check-in, like have a weekly meeting with yourself. If you're the only one, that's your staff meeting. So like set the agenda, you know, how am I doing? What do I need? How can I make it happen or get what I need? What's missing? What's abundant? Like it's celebrating, it's checking in make that a regular process. And on a daily basis, starting each day, no matter when you start it, you do not have to start it at 5 a.m. if that's not your gig, okay, that is not necessary. Everybody has different sort of circadian rhythms, even though we like to all think they're the same. Start your day with intention. Create energy before you consume it. No phone for at least 30 minutes. It's not as hard as it sounds. Time for personal and physical development, whatever that means to you, a little bit of silence, maybe some family time. It doesn't really matter what goes in there as long as it's stuff that's filling you up so that you're actually starting the day with something in the tank versus immediately answering emails and depleting yourself, right? So it's not active work. Scheduling regular breaks. The best thing you can possibly do is take your break. If it doesn't work to have it at a specific time, just a regular looking up from your computer and getting away. Go outside, move around, listen to music, but disconnect. Do stuff that's not mentally challenging. Fold your laundry. It doesn't really matter as long as you're away from your desk. And of course, stretching or doing anything physical in there is great. And don't end your day or week in chaos, right? It's like not going to bed angry. Carve out some time at the end of each day to clarify what your top priorities are. Delegate, get rid of schedule the rest. I call this not bringing your have-tos to the bedroom. Like be really clear when you end your day so that you can disconnect and rest and know what you're diving into the next day and you're not scrambling all the time. And then end your day with some gratitude, some reflection. That is always, always a good thing. The main takeaway here is that rest isn't a reward. It's part of your strategy. A big tip that I was told recently also was to plan my business around my life. Yes. And that feels so counterintuitive, but just as you've summed up so lovely is that you can make all these things work for you if you just intentionally put them in and schedule them part of the process already, right? And that's going to help us boost our energy, problem solve, be more creative, be more efficient, and so many other things in our life and our business, which is so exciting. But whether our listeners are just in what it feels like a never-ending busy season in their business or life, or they're working their side hustle along with their nine to five on top of being a parent and more, what are three things that they can actually do right now to move the needle forward and ditch the overwhelm? I get this question question a lot. And I always tell people the same thing. Please go for a walk. Go outside if you can. If it's gross, go to the mall. Go somewhere where you can actually walk. And tune into why you started doing the thing in the first place. If you're a parent as well, 
think about that. Think about why did you want to have kids? Why did you want to have this family? What are you trying to do? What's the vision that you're trying to create for your life? And get really clear on what that is. And if you've lost touch with it or it doesn't make sense, then that's a really good sign that you got to revisit those values and stuff. But get out there and reconnect with why you're doing what you're doing and reconnect with the clarity, the vision of what you are trying to achieve in the first place. Then you're in the right frame of mind, that kind of positive energy, that sort of open like, ah, yes, this is why to actually make some adjustments. So the second thing would be to just brain dump all the things that you think you have to do. So when you're overwhelmed, it causes more overwhelm if you just keep spinning through stuff and you don't actually take a hot minute and step back. So dump it all and get it out and write it down with an actual pen or something, <laughs> not necessarily just a new computer. Be really super ruthless about what has to actually get done out of all the things on that list. If you're really overwhelmed, just do the next thing. What's the very next thing you need to do and leave the rest and then start tackling your to-do list with more intention, with more method, right? Again, going back to that, what can I delegate? What can I get rid of? Create a to-don't list while you're at it. So if there's anything in there that you do not need to do or that you know that you're spending time on that really is sucking your energy instead of giving it, that may be stuff that is part of your business, but that you hate. And look at that and go, where could I get some help on this? Which is the third piece. Ask for help to address the gaps. You cannot do everything by yourself. We're not made to do that. We grew up in societies of groups of people that helped each other take care of our children, take care of each other, gather and sustain each other energetically and physically. So remember that we haven't evolved that far away from you know basic human needs. Hire people that you need to get some help, get some babysitting, whatever it is you need, get a trainer, but make sure that that's something that you actively address. And I think that'll really help. The last thing that I'd love to add is that it's not just things that you have to do, like it can be people too, and that can be really scary. So when you have a to-don't list, there should probably be some kinds of folks that you don't necessarily want to work with on there. Maybe clients that you don't want to have necessarily, or people that you just know that you don't work well with. I'm not trying to create some kind of negative cycle there, but the idea is being aware of what doesn't work for you is just as effective as being aware of what does. And it does help make those decisions easier. And when it comes to people, it gets complicated, especially if there's family that's maybe not being supportive or even a partner that's maybe not being supportive. But it allows you to know if there's relationships that are important to you that are in there that don't feel so good, where some opportunities for some important conversations can happen. And that can lift a lot of the pressure that you're feeling as well. So don't forget about the people. It's not just the things. That's so valuable. We're going to dive into some rapid fire questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. So the first question is, what are you currently celebrating? I'm excited about some new programming that I'm developing to serve my community better. What is the number one thing that you want people to have fun with on this episode? Have fun giving the finger to traditional success models and have fun actually reconnecting with what you really want to do and doing it your way and knowing that that's actually going to get you a lot further in the long run. Go all in, enjoy your work and have a life and success will come.
<laughs> I love it. So juice is up. Thank you so much for taking the time to join in on the fun on the brand party podcast for today. It's been such a fun time. It has. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Where can people find out more about you? So two big places for me are my website, renearising.com and Instagram at Renee Rising. Make it real easy for you. Perfect. Thanks so much, Renee. Thank you, Christine. Did you have fun? Share it with all your friends with the screenshot of this episode. The more, the merrier. Tag at Brand Party Podcast and hashtag Brand Party Podcast on Instagram to continue this after party.